I mean, when it happened to me, I contacted my children when I realised and said to them, I'm not going mad, it's the menopause, yay! And uh, apparently they had a little meeting and said, I think mum's gone mad. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview thoughtful, inspiring, and influential guests who are changing the way we think about what is possible in our lives, especially as we age. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager, and I love to hear from you, my listeners. Leave me a comment on ZestfulAging.com. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker, who was a guest on Zestful Aging. Her CD, Buffalo Motel, is out now, and you can find out more about her on judybanker.com. Well, as usual, I've got my little Jack Russell Sparky right by my side, so let's begin. I'm really excited for our interview today. We're going to be speaking with Joe Blackwell, who's a writer, speaker, and portrait photographer based in the UK. Having written her way out of depression during her own menopause years, she found out that many of the women who come to her for portraits are 40 plus and have been suffering from their own identity crises. Her photo project, Face It, Own It, The Bare-Faced Truth About Midlife Women is a celebration of the natural beauty of women 40 plus. Welcome to the show, Joe. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today because um, this all started, I think, for you really struggling during your own menopause. That's right, yes. Um, when I was uh, in my uh, mid-40s, um, I began to feel extremely anxious for no reason, uh, it seemed. Um, I got very, very depressed. My joints were um, aching. I went to see a consultant who told me I'd be in a wheelchair by the time I was 60, which was not a very um, encouraging <laughs> thing for oh, someone to say. Goodness. Um, and all these different things, I had all kinds of different health issues, which looking back, I now realise that was part of the perimenopause. And if it had all been put together rather than treated separately, I think that I would have had very different outcomes to what I did at the time. But at the time, it was a very dark, dark place that I was in. Mm-hmm. And how did you come to realise that, wait a minute, all of these things are connected, this is perimenopause? Well, do you know, that's a very good question. I think um, I think the main thing was I used to write for a living and I'd given that up. This is part of the reason I was so depressed was I'd taught myself payroll and accounts, um, which is not, you know, using the wrong side of my brain, really, <laughs> for me to be happy. And I was working in the family business and um, and I'd, I'd become so isolated and so down. And I thought to myself, do you know what, I'm going to write again because I really miss it. And I started a blog. And the blog was called Project 50 at the time. It's now defunct. But um, it started as me just expressing how I felt. And I found that um, I wasn't even expecting anybody to come back and, you know, connect with me in any way, shape or form. But that's exactly what happened. And I suddenly realized that I wasn't alone in these things. And I thought, well, this is this is odd. 
then I realized that actually, I see, I'm not 44, 45, 46. And that's when it starts. And of course, our parents didn't talk about it, did they? You know, it's not something that was talked about. So I really didn't have a clue what was happening to me. I assumed that menopause happened when you were about 55. I thought you had a few hot flushes. I thought that was it. I didn't realize that there's there's something like 34 different symptoms of perimenopause um which can be attributed um you know to the your fluctuating hormone levels. So right. with that connection I did a lot of research and and that's the conclusion that I began to come to. I see. So you basically figured it out yourself. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you were also gaining confidence getting the feedback from other women, I assume they're women mostly, who were reading your blog. It all started clicking. Yes, it was mostly women. There were a few men that were responding as well because I talked about getting older as much as anything else, not just sort of women's issues, as it were. But um, I I wrote my way out of depression because what I realised was what I was missing was connection with people Mm -hmm. and a sense of purpose. And once I got that back, I start the fog started to lift um, with the depression. But um, anxiety is is sometimes people don't realise that actually that feeling of dread that a lot of women get um, around about that age is caused by a physical thing, and that's the the fluctuation of estrogen and um, and progesterone. So um, and that was for me that was a real issue because I, I just you know when you when you're sort of you know, dreading going into an interview or something. I felt like that all the time. I see. Um, And it was really unpleasant. (laughs) I see. So you, you kind of stumbled upon this new life that you were doing the budgets and you knew it wasn't great, but it really took you going to a very dark place to say, wait a minute, I've got to figure something else out here. Absolutely. Because I mean, a midlife crisis is a crisis of identity at the end of the day. That's that's the crux of it. Um, and, you know, men go through it as well, but they don't have this, you know, maelstrom of um, of hormonal upheaval that, that mm-hmm. women have. Um, coupled with the empty nest, they can suffer, they suffer with that as well. But um, I think that, that um, women do tend to, to suffer more when their identity, because a lot of our identity, if we have children, can be tied up with you know, being with the children and and launching them into life. And it all mm. comes at the same time. Mm. Um, so it was, yeah, I wrote my way out of that. And yeah, yeah you have to go back to your question now because I've started to ramble. <laughs> I have a terrible habit of doing that as well. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, I find that my brain will go walkabout while I'm speaking. And I'm thinking to myself, and you can leave this in because I'm sure a lot of women will understand. I'm thinking to myself, no, don't go there. Don't go, no, no, come back. I need you. It's dangerous in that alley. Exactly. You know, I had a funny experience. Uh, this is many years ago, but I was trying to form a question with a client, um, you know, in therapy, and I was treating them, and I went on such a walkabout that they looked at me blankly and said, what was the question? <laughs> I was thinking, I'm not really sure I know. Let's let's yeah. start again. <laughs> but that okay. sort of thing, I mean, it's funny in retrospect, but at the time, you know, when it's your profession to do things like that, it, it undermines your confidence, doesn't it? You yes. know, when you start yes. sort of having these incidents. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah, you just realize you're talking and you're not sure where you're going with it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's no end goal. 
<laughs> I, well, I, while I was speaking, I was waffling a bit because I was thinking, I can't remember the question. What was the question? Have I answered the question? <laughs> and you hope it's going to come back and you're wondering, is it going to come back? Is it going to come yeah. back? So I'm just no, holding my hands up now and saying, no, no, it's not coming back. I've lost it. <laughs> that's really, that's so funny. Hello, Zesties. I want to tell you about one of my all-time favorite exercise and stress reduction tools, which I am really relying on during this quarantine, but I've sung its praises for years. The benefits are seemingly endless. Uh, It's great for toning and strengthening muscles. It improves your lymph system, your metabolism. It helps with joint pain and balance, and it's even used by NASA astronauts because it's such an efficient way to exercise. And if you're older or you're worried about your balance, you can order a stabilizer bar to hang on to. I'm talking about my NEDAC Rebounder mini trampoline. I put on my music and I have my own dance party. Because for me, exercise needs to be fun and invigorating. Otherwise, I don't want to do it. Now is not the time for the philosophy of no pain, no gain, because we're in enough pain. This is a way to feel good and energized and have fun. It really does help mood as well. And I like that NEDAC is made in the USA and it is really solid. I've had mine for 15 years and it's still in great shape. The NEDAC Rebounder will help us get through this quarantine in better shape mentally and physically. And there's also a model that folds up if space is an issue. One of my clients puts it on her driveway and uses it while she's watching her kids during the quarantine. Anyway, I can't recommend NEDAC Rebounders enough. They are a worthwhile investment in your health and overwhelm overall well-being, especially now. If you are interested in a mini trampoline, please don't buy a cheap one. Those can be actually dangerous, and it is really worth uh, investing in a good quality one. And right now, if you use the coupon code just for Zestful Aging listeners, the code is Zestful, they are going to include a free cover for you. So go to NEDAC.com. It's N-E-E-D-A-K.com. And if you have any questions, you can contact me at ZestfulAging.com. I really am their biggest fan. So this idea of perimenopause, and I'm sure you're familiar because your country seems to be a little ahead of the curve in asking these questions. And there's many women in the UK that have, you know, I'm familiar with who have done sort of similar things, kind of stumbled into their new life by Mm. writing or maybe taking a jog or getting on their paddleboard, but it wasn't planned. They didn't say, oh, you know, what I need to do is this and this and this. It sort of starts small and then feels good and then develops a life of its own. Well, I I stumbled into becoming a photographer because um, the 
I, I, while I was writing this blog, I had this idea that I would go and interview people who were in their 50s, this was just before my 50th birthday. And I thought, well, if I can get a little bit of inspiration from people who are really rocking their 50s, um, that will help the people that are reading my blog as well. And I thought it's going to be a bit boring. I need to, uh, you know, I need to have some pictures as well. So I went off on this um, camera course with my husband's, I borrowed my husband's camera, which had never been off auto and I didn't know how to turn it on. <sighs> and when I got there, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, gosh, they've got big cameras. And I realised <laughs> I'd accidentally booked myself onto a course for professional photographers. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, one thing about getting older, you don't get quite as embarrassed as you used to. So right. I just kind of sidled up to the instructor and said, can you help me turn this on? <laughs> but um, I, I, I picked the camera up and I looked through it and it took my breath away because what I could see through the camera, I couldn't see through my own eyes at the time. And the woman that I was photographing, I could see her strength and her character and every age that she'd been and is going to be just in those flickering micro expressions that we all have. And I was just hooked. And um, and I came home and I was raving about it, you know, and my husband said, oh, for goodness sake, you're not going to be a photographer as well now, are you? Oh Which tells goodness. you something about me. And, <laughs> and I said, no, 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 of course not. And I thought to myself, I am. <laughs> and that's what I did. You have to break it to him gently. <laughs> so you've had yeah. a complete turnabout. I mean, after menopause or perimenopause, your life has changed so significantly. Absolutely. I'm 10 years now of self-employment. It's been the biggest um, self-development program that I could have ever have gone on. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I love it. And I don't know what, you know, I'm, I'm so much happier in my 50s. I mean, I would never have believed that that could be the case mm -hmm. in, my for, in my 40s. And I'm 60 next year, and I'm really looking forward to the next decade. Mm -hmm. But what I found was that the women that come to me, they, they were sort of you know, telling me these stories of loss and, um, you know, them feeling lost and not knowing where they're going, feeling maybe a bit like a dinosaur at work was one expression that somebody used, you know, and feeling she was being promoted over because of her age. And, um, you know, then they would contact me afterwards and say, it wasn't just a photo session. I've, you know, I've applied for a job or I've talked to my husband about this or, or whatever. So just our conversations were sort of opening doors because all we were doing was sharing experience. And I thought, well, do you know what? I, I'm a boutique photographer. I don't shoot more than once a week. And I want to reach more women because I know how this feels being in this hole and not realizing um, that it's, it's purely a hormonal thing. I mean, when it happened to me, I contacted my children when I realised and I said to them, I'm not going mad, it's the menopause, yay! Uh -huh. And uh, apparently they had a little meeting and said, I think mum's gone mad. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> but I was just so relieved to have an explanation, oh. you know, that it wasn't, wasn't me. Yeah. But that's how the midlife movement came about. We, you know, I set up this online community. And, um, and that's just growing now. And that takes up a, a, an awful lot of my working time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's your favorite part of doing that movement? Oh, the connection with other women, mm -hmm. um, for sure. Um, as, as I've gone through my 50s, my friendships uh, with, uh, with women my age have become so important to me. Mm -hmm. um, I have so much admiration for us all. Um, because nobody nobody gets to this age without um, experiencing loss and tragedy and maybe you know ill health or, or whatever um, and I just feel that we're 
we're a force to be reckoned with. Uh-huh. And in this world, um, you know, we tend to be pushed to one side. We are expected to become invisible. Um, we have so much to offer. So my mission in life is to help change attitudes to aging one woman at a time, because it comes from within. We have to see ourselves, um, you know, as one of my face it, own it ladies said, um, that we, we only become invisible when we allow ourselves to not see ourselves. So mm. my purpose is to help women regain their confidence and, um, and find a roadmap through um, the, these, these changes so that we can then go out and do something in the world, you know, in, in a world that needs us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about your photo project, Face It, Own It. Mm. Well, it, it started off as most things do with me as a whim uh-huh. <laughs> and then just grew and grew. Um, it was, um, I'd seen a, I was talking to a friend and a mutual friend had put a photograph on, on um, Facebook, I think it was, and she'd put so many filters on this photograph that she looked about, I don't know, about 20, her skin looked about 25, but she looked strange. She looked like an alien. Um, and we, you know, without, you know, bitching behind her back, you know, we, we both kind of said, did you see that photograph? And all the, all the picture, all the comments were, oh, you look lovely. You look so young. You haven't changed a bit. And I thought to myself, do you know what? There is nothing wrong with looking 58 or 65 or 72. Um, why is beauty only defined by youth? Um, and so I, I decided that I'd start I put the word out, I'm going to be taking photographs of women 40 plus without their makeup. And I want to find out, you know, what, how you feel about getting older. Um, and then the press got hold of it and the local BBC news crew came to my studio and filmed me taking some of these pictures and so on. And I said on, on screen, um, I'm also asking women to send me their selfies because I can't take everybody's photograph. And I was absolutely inundated with no makeup selfies. And these women were telling me how they feel about their appearance, how they feel about getting older. And it ended up, I took 52 portraits in six months. And um, and all these selfies came in. I think it was 125 in total that I've used. Um, I've converted them all to black and white because it's an artistic project and black and white images. As you see the person rather than what they're wearing, if it's in black and white, as mm-hmm. one famous photographer said, and I wish I hadn't said that because I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> somebody very famous. Somebody very famous mm-hmm. said that. Um, but, um, you know, so it, it's about seeing older faces and normalising seeing us as we are. Um, and it's been really interesting what, what there have been some common themes, but they've, you know, a, a lot of the women that have come to me actually have, have come through, have come through it and are feeling fabulous. And that, that confidence has allowed them to come to me, but there have been a, a, a handful of women who have come and I've got so much admiration for them because they've said, I've lost myself. You know, I don't know who I am anymore and I need to find me again. And I think it's so powerful to say that out loud and to allow other women to hear you saying that mm-hmm. um, because there's somebody out there that will hear that and realise I'm not alone. I don't know, I, I, you know, I'm sure you know the figures of um, the suicide figures for women, the, the greatest age for suicide. Um, it, it, there was a study in, in Australia, in Melbourne, I believe it was, a couple of years ago, is 50 to 54 Mm-hmm. And it's something that isn't talked about, but you know nobody talks about mum feeling suicidal. 
So if I can just reach people, reach women who are hiding themselves away because they think they're alone and just put out that hand and say, do you know what? I've been where you are. You're going to be okay. Just take my hand and walk this way. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And this is really heavy stuff that you're involved in and you're seeing people in a very vulnerable state. Yeah. Are there times when you have to step away and just, um, you know, disengage with some of these really uh, heavy and meaningful issues in terms of ageism and self-identity? I think the more philosophical things I'm interest me, so I'm quite happy. But if I, I, I do have women who email me privately and I'm very careful because obviously I'm not a trained therapist or you know I don't try to be a therapist I'm, I'm a friend and and that's that's it I, you know I'd only go as far as to say that I, I could be a mentor you know I'm not a trained coach or a therapist mm-hmm. so what I do is signpost to people um, so I've had to educate myself on what facility where I can sign pe- people to signpost mm-hmm. people to and um, with the midlife movement, I have a whole cohort of coaches in the, I have a membership and um, in the membership are short courses by qualified coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I also have them as my advisors. So if I had somebody that I didn't know, you know, that I was worried that um, I, I shouldn't really be the person they're talking to, mm-hmm. I, I have people I can go to and say, right, where do I send this lady? You know, how, what resources do I send for her to look at? Mm -hmm. um so i mean you're absolutely right it's something that concerns me greatly you know that i wouldn't want to be in a position where somebody is relying on me um you know it's i'm I'm not qualified for that Mm -hmm. yeah it's that's that gets very heavy so it's a huge responsibility i'm wondering how your husband has um, been through these massive changes and that you've experienced. I mean, you've changed your livelihood. You've changed your whole life focus. You've gone, you know, you're a role model now. What has that been like for your family relationships? Um, regarding my husband, I mean, my children are all grown, but regarding my husband, he has he's actually far more supportive in my growth than he was when I was in a dark place. So the, the other day, for example, I did say to him, I was looking at my accounts and my, <laughs> I'm feeling rather dismal. And um, I said, oh, I should have just stayed in a job and then I'd be contributing more. And he actually said to me, he said, but you'd have been so miserable. He said, look how much joy you've bought yourself. And I thought that was lovely. And I really appreciated him saying that because I would like to be contributing more so he didn't have to work so hard, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I, I try to concentrate on my mission and, um, you know, hopefully that will support me financially as well eventually. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of things going on. You have the midlife movement. You have your own podcast. Mm-hmm. Um Talk about your online course that's that's uh, opening soon. Um, the, the online course is called the Midlife Roadmap. Um, when I started the 
um, the, the midlife movement. I started it as a membership, and uh, as with most things that you that you start, um, these things evolve. And I realised that, that there was something missing, and that was a transformational journey. So a sort of a leading from A to B, and then go into the membership. So I started to study and, and look into um, different coaching methods and so on. Um, to try and help women go through the process that I went through because um, I took myself through a process of um, self-reflection and action taking basically to decide which direction I was going to go in. Um, I'd gone back to university uh, in my 40s uh, and I did a master's degree in international relations funnily enough <laughs> which I'm not exactly using now but um, <laughs> But after that, I wanted to do my PhD and I wasn't able to get the funding. So I had, I had various options. I could have done that and sort of just, just remained, remained um, penniless or I could have set up in business or I could have stayed. I was in a government job at the time, which I absolutely hated. Um, so I, I worked out what my needs were and I worked out how those needs were fulfilled by each thing. Um, and that was one of the ways that I I made those decisions because what I find is that a lot of women that I speak to are, are very confused they know what they don't want but they don't know what they do want I see. so the course is going to be a six-week course of working through these various areas um, with, with the aim to get to the end and have a little bit of clarity about some next steps so I'm not suggesting that a six-week course and um, sort of you know coming on to um, sort of gr a group call and things like that is going to solve all your all, all your um, angst and issues mm -hmm. but if you've got to the point where you're thinking I, I, I want something I want to work out what comes next you know mm. what's what's next who am I where am I going where have I been am I happy you know and if I'm not what am I going to do about it um, I, I would like to think that at the end of that six weeks, you can go away and say, right, my next steps are this, this and this, mm -hmm. and at least feel that you know yourself a little bit better and have eliminated some of the things that you don't want to do um, so that you can concentrate on what you do. That sounds really important. It sounds like you're asking people to clarify their own values. Yes. I see. Yes, I've I think. Had the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I I, I think that um, it, it's that that self. Yeah, I, I I felt as if I was wading through treacle. I I knew I didn't want to be where I was, but I had mm -hmm. no clue where I wanted to go. And I think that's important. I mean, if you you can't go somewhere if you you can't make a map to somewhere, can you? If you don't know where where you want to be. Exactly, you, and my lost. experience is that the same with with people. Um, who listen to the podcast and also are my clients who say, I've never had the luxury of asking myself what I want because it was always mm. about what do the kids need? What, you know, what yeah. does my partner need? Um, we're really focused on this supposedly the such a happy time. We have these children and, but it's really been shown that it's a very difficult time it's that work, there's a it? lot of strain. We're working, mm -hmm. we're trying to put a meal on the table and there's not the luxury of time to say what really makes me my heart sing what really mm. you know where do I belong and what do I want to do with this life that I've been given 
it's it's it comes down to you know what is it is Maslow's hierarchy of needs, isn't it? You know, you 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 deal with what you have to deal with. Um, you, you have to get to a certain point where there aren't so many demands on you before you can really open up to yourself. It seems perhaps that shouldn't be that way, but that does seem to be the way that our society is organised for it to be. Mm. And, you know, I'm not saying that everybody is going to go off and try and change the world. It might be that, you know, you're happy being grandma, um, you know, and that you're, you know, that you like to knit and, 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 you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's about choice. So it's about sort of um, knowing what your choices are and and then going towards those choices. Mm-hmm. Really kind of calling out what are the things I'm doing that don't bring me satisfaction or joy or a sense of purpose. Exactly. And we have a li- limited time here, so we better prioritize what, you know, what brings me energy and, and mm. satisfaction. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... What, what are some examples about uh, what people have learned that have been surprising as they've, you know, I'm sure you've had people look at the course and, and people test the course. What are some stories for people who have taken it and said, wow, I didn't know I like to, you know, fill in the blank or um, any any interesting uh, awarenesses? Um, you're going to have to edit this bit, Nicole, because um, I've, I'm just testing it now. So okay. I haven't got that information at the moment, I'm afraid. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, no, that'll be really lovely to see how mm. people discover, you know, themselves. Yes, I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. It's, um, yeah, it's a privilege, isn't it, to, to help people to, to discover themselves again. And I, I'm really looking forward to that. And putting myself under an awful lot of pressure, if, I, if I'm honest, to try to be the best that I can be so that I can be that supportive person. Um, you know, my biggest sort of worry, am, am I, am I doing this the right way? You know, is this the, be- the best way to, to help these, this group of people? So it's, um, it's a huge learning curve for me and, um, continues to be self-development again. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a lot out of it as well, you know. It's um, I've had to learn how to get up on a stage and be a speaker, um, and and not, you know, <laughs> not have a have a heart attack beforehand, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I've had to learn how to how to listen and not just talk, you know. Use my two ears instead of my one mouth. That was, uh, you know, that was quite a big one for me. <laughs> sure, for all of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I, I, we're doing. I'm going to be doing some offline things as well. Um, I'm going to have an, like a lunch event and things like this. And uh, mm-hmm. because I, I, I don't want to lose that contact with people. I don't just want to be behind my laptop mm-hmm. um, making memes for Facebook and Instagram. You know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's huge time suck. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, tell. Tell us a little bit about Women Worldwise. Oh, well, <laughs> Women Worldwise is, is swirling around in the back of my brain at the moment. I've had to train myself not to go everything full pelt. You know, I have to go, no, not yet, Joe. You haven't finished yeah. this one. <laughs> Hold on. 
Um, what I would like to do that the while I've been doing face it on it, um, as I say, fifty two women in six months, so that's an average of two a week. I've been talking to an awful lot of women, and it's been interesting um, to talk to some women from different cultures and so on, and to listen to what they have to say. And it occurred to me, you know, this Western way of being where we venerate youth and we are supposed to be put out to pasture, you know, once we're past our, our childbearing and pole dancing days, <laughs> unless we're called J-Lo. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm interested to know how their culture treats them and how they see themselves. But this is one of those things I have to rein myself in because I can't afford to go traveling the world and um, taking photographs and interviewing women Not all yet. over the world yet. yet. So I'm hoping that um, the Face It, Own It book is something that I can use to open a few doors. I used to have a publishing deal years ago. I know it's possible. So I just need to sort of find the right backing for that. Um, but I've, I've been offered um, to be taken to meet the hill tribes of Rajasthan. Um, I've got contacts in Scandinavia. I've got a lot of friends in the US, um, New Zealand, Australia, um, and so many different cultures. I, I just, you know, it's so interesting to me. And, um, and I know to a lot of other people, and I think we can learn from each other from that. I can hear the excitement in your voice, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, how yeah. you're like there, and then we can do this, and then yeah. there's that, and then, and then after that, I'll go, <laughs> so many, uh, you know, I could just see the creativity, and then, you know, the, then there's logistics, you know, I just sit yeah. down. Oh, stop. Write, yeah. yeah, right, yes. right. You well, need a few assistants, Joe. I really that's, do. That's I really do. I'm on my own at the moment, and it's all a bit much. I've been, it um, is all a bit much. Somebody's yeah. um, project manager the book printing for me the design mm -hmm. and, the, and the printing of the book and a hundred books arrived yesterday and they've all got to go back again ah. uh, because the there's a problem with the, the binding oh no um, now i've got uh, 60 women coming to the private view exhibition party on friday who have pre-ordered their books mm. and are expecting to pick them up mm. um so I, I have to say, I was a little bit, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? So I've now got to pay, you know, a, oh, it must oh. be about $300 now oh, in no. your in your currency to post all of yeah. those out. Oh, no. So, and yeah. I just sold enough to cover the costs of the printing and the design. And I was really, oh. you know, congratulating myself. Oh, I'm going to break even on this one, you know. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, it's all it's kind of gone. Belly up. I think you need to send one to Alicia Keys, though, because she started this um, a while back where she won't, she doesn't wear makeup anymore. And she's such a role model. You know, she's a Grammy Absolutely. Award winner. Yeah. And she's just uh, in her business. Um, that's like heresy. You know, mm. nobody does that. So well, it's maybe. like the thing in Cannes, isn't it? Where you um, they had that thing about you can't walk on the red carpet unless you're wearing high heels. Oh, I mean, what the heck? I can't yeah. wear high heels. I'd have to. I don't know what I'd do. I'd have to be wheeled along. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bring a skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> Your Nordic poles. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that is that. That says a lot, doesn't it? doesn't it that I mean you know well, this is 2020 for goodness sake why can't women be treated like people 
you know and and whether you're wearing makeup or whether you've 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 had botox or whether you've got heels or not have got heels for goodness sake uh, there's far more important things to be thinking about oh and worrying gosh. about than these things shame on them yeah yeah are are there any um pieces of advice joe you'd like to share with our listeners who are all over the world and who may be in a dark place saying you know what what is this uh, dread? What is this anxiety? I'm mm. stuck in a dark place and I know there's something on the other side, but I just don't know how to get myself there. Do you have any words of advice for them? I'd like to say, it, the first thing I'd like to say is, believe me, you're not alone. Mm. Um, and that in its itself, it feels, when you're in a dark place, it feels as if you are the only person that's in that dark place. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going mad. It is a physical um, tumult of, um, of hormonal activity going on inside you, just as it was if you've had teenage daughters or remember being a teenager yourself. It's just doing that in reverse. Um, I would recommend that you go and ask to um, be checked over. Ask your your general practitioner, could it be the menopause? Um, mm-hmm. Is it, um, you know, is, is all this connected? And, um, and don't do your research, but don't be afraid of HRT. Um, a lot of the studies that have that came out that were linking it to breast cancer and so on have been proved not to have been accurate. Mm-hmm. So with the advice of your uh, medical practitioner, don't automatically, because I, I never took HRT. I was absolutely terrified to do something like that. There are lots of things you can do for yourself in, in terms of keep moving, mm-hmm. um, especially if, if you have joint stiffness and so on, yoga, um, eat an anti-inflammatory diet as far as you can. Get yourself outside into the sunshine. Take vitamin D, possibly. Okay. We've, a lot of us are deficient in vitamin D, particularly mm. in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, yes. And that certainly makes me feel a lot better. Um, and, uh, yeah, just know that you're going to come through it. It's, it's not the end of the world. You're going to come through the other side. Mm. And when you come through the other side, it's like coming through a door. And it's like, ah, you know, I hope <laughs> that was The angels are singing. Yeah, I hope. No, 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 no angels. No. I didn't mean that side. I <laughs> meant the other side of menopause. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> Please, no, let me, let's clear that one up. Oh, dear. Right, no, we're not going there. Okay. <laughs> because, um, I, I mean, for my, for my part, I'm 60 next year. I'm nowhere near that, that wheelchair that my consultant told me I would be near. Um, but I can't bend my knees very well. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm still, I concentrate on what I can do, not what I can't do. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have as much energy, but I have a different kind of energy. I've had a huge surge in creative energy Mm -hmm. um, because I don't have to be looking after four children all the time. That's right. That's Um, right. And I can give my grandchildren back. You know, so, yes, that that sums it up really is know you're not alone. Get help and know there's help, there's hope. And talk to your girlfriends, talk to other, find women who are going through the same things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, come and join us as a free Facebook group on, you know, if you do Facebook, where women are talking about all these things. What is Um, the Facebook group called? The Midlife Movement. Midlife so Movement. There's a page and then you can get to the group from that. I ask you a few questions about what okay. you'd like to talk about and what you're excited about and what okay. you're worried about. 
Um, so it's midlife move, midlife movement. The midlife movement. Mid, I'm sorry, midlife movement group on Facebook. Yes, and if you okay. if you go onto my we- website, which mm-hmm. can can I say that? I, I would like you to say okay. it. www.themidlifemovement.com. Okay. Um, you can then you can sign up for the wait list to find out about the midlife roadmap when it's released, mm-hmm. or you can. Um, the, the, the book that I told you about, the very first one where I went around taking photographs of people enjoying their, their lives, um, that is there as a free PDF download now. So nice. you can put your email address in there and you can get that book. And, um, and you know, if, if you'd like to join us, we would love to see you in the membership. There's lots of courses and things in there on mm-hmm. dealing with anxiety and, and fun stuff as well, like um, wardrobe detox and things like that you know (laughs) how to do rediscover your creativity and you know so it's all good fun beautiful and I and you have such a great spirit about it of adventure and you know and your sense of humor and I've been there and really understanding this and wanting to help it's really lovely Oh, thank it, it brings it as my husband said it brings me so much joy mm-hmm. um so it's 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 selfish <laughs> as well you know I, I i am so happy now it's it's mm-hmm. just lovely to i just want it to grow and grow you know mm-hmm. and to reach more women and i want what what i want ultimately is for there to be no need no need for this movement and this mm-hmm. business that i've mm-hmm. set up yes. i want my daughters to reach menopause and it not be a big thing you know, mm-hmm. and um, by the time my granddaughters get there, you know, it can be something that was in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That we don't have to whisper about it anymore. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Joe Blackwell, you are a role model for all of us. I so appreciate you taking time from your very busy schedule because you're doing so many good things. And I wish you luck with the course. And I'm I'm really excited to uh, see you your journey and, and your continued success. Oh, thank you. That's so kind of you. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at nicolechristina.com. Hi, everyone. It's no secret that everyone's feeling pretty restless and unsettled right now. Our lives are upside down and the future is feeling pretty uncertain. But if you're anything like me, organizing my stuff can help me feel a little calmer. It's something I can do to help me feel a little more in control and in charge of my own life. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And too much stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. Up. We give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different 
confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long exploratory, you know, super in-depth, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest.